Podcast. I am your host, Matt Lieb. Uh, so excited to take you through the latest and greatest of Israeli propaganda. We're talking about memes. We're talking about video content. We're talking about uh, uh, people deciding that women with purple hair are somehow an avatar for Hamas. We're talking about all that good stuff. And I thank you for joining us. Uh, just want to remind you to give us five stars and a review on all of the, uh, you know, podcast apps that you may or may not have. Apple Podcast Store, uh, you can do it there. You can do it on Spotify. Also, if you're watching this, um, instead of merely listening, uh, I thank you. Um, but just a reminder, um, all of this content on YouTube is uh, essentially non-monetizable. Uh, not only because I use copyrighted material, but uh, because I say, like, fuck a lot and stuff. And apparently, you're, you're not allowed to do that, apparently. Um, you know, there's, like, there's all sorts of rules and stuff like that. And um, so, yeah, if you're like, hey, you know, I like this podcast and I must watch it. Um, cool. That's fine. But maybe uh, consider, you know, um, doing one of them super, super chat things or whatever. He's like, you can give me a dollar and be like, good show. I love that. I love dollars. Um, also, feel free to go to patreon.com slash broadcast. You will get this show as long as, as well as a bunch of other shows. And uh, you'll, you'll be able to hear them all ad-free, which is nice. Today, our guest. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, our guest. Back by popular demand, one of the greatest guests in the history of of Bad Hasbara, a podcast which has only happened six times. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, everyone else, our guest today is Daniel Mate. Oh, let me add him to the... How do I... Yeah, there it is. What's up? Wow. You sure bow to popular demand pretty easily. Yeah, no. I mean, honestly, it's not going to take much to take me down. Right. You, you know what and I mean? You're, like you're, 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 you're training our audience to, that they can just push you around and make they demands can. of you. And this, I feel like this is like this could come back to bite you. I really could. You know, usually um, I ignore the piggies. I tell the piggies, like, eat your slop, enjoy your slop. You know, you don't get to tell well, the farmer what kind of slop you're getting. You know what I mean? Because deep, deep down, they're in it for the shame and the humiliation. You got to. I you mean, know. of course, you got to talk to them that way. Yeah, that is why you listen to podcasts. You listen to podcasts because you are an oinking little hog and you just want to <laughs> stick your nose in the content trough and go num, 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 num. Um, and we're, I want to point out to any of my new audience who's like, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, I consider everyone a piggy. I'm a piggy, but I'm a piggy for like The Wire, you know, or for The Sopranos. Um, you know, like we, we're all piggies for our content slop, but I'm just saying, um, usually I, I don't, I, you know, I say, Hey, you know, eat the slop in this case, their preferences for slop and my preferences aligned. I was like, of oh. course I would love to have Daniel back. Daniel's uh, one of my favorite people. 
And, uh, you know, he is uh, one of the few people who has ever graced the inside of the Lieb Fiorentini studio here in Los Angeles. So, of course, I would have you back. I yeah. achieved full penetra- I achieved full penetration. I'm not sure if it's going <laughs> to feel quite the same with this level of I know. geographic protection between us, you know. I know. I thought the same thing. I was like, uh, you know, it's just like this is just such a thick condom. You know? I but, mean, we're talking you know th- thousands of miles. There's more imagination to it. We can we can fill yeah, in the Yeah, that's blanks. true. Exactly. It's great this to be is... back. Thank you for having me, Matt. This is such a nice surprise to be asked back so soon. It oh, was yeah. absolutely my favorite media hit if that's a term that people that's use. A, I think that is a term. Yeah, when they do way too much media uh, mm-hmm. that I've done. And uh, so it's just oh. uh, it's just a delight to be back in your space today, virtually or not. Oh, I love it. I'm, I'm glad you're back. I'm glad you're here. Uh, you know, we, uh, we had a great time talking about stuff uh, last time. And this time, I expect no different. Although this time, because we are in two separate rooms, I imagine... I will have a chance to play some of uh, my favorite Israeli Hasbara. So, you know, I hope you're excited because this is, uh, you know, I've been, listen, I do research. And by do research, I I just surf Twitter and Instagram for hours on end, um, just hoping to see something that makes me feel again. I don't know yeah, well, I, I can I, I can tell I can tell by the palpating in my colon that I must be excited. <laughs> yeah, you can feel the pulsating uh, sphincter. You're just like, ooh, wow. Why just, am I? Wow, that mm. anticipation of what I'm in for. I the yeah, open I, wide, I a, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, today yeah. we're going to be talking about all sorts of stuff. I want to start out with, um, you know, Daniel, you and I are um people who enjoy making some like little little funny videos online you know talking about palestine talking about keeping it light keeping it light you know um then and trying to you know bring awareness to the fact that uh israel is currently doing a genocide in gaza um Mm -hmm. but did you know that there are also uh comedians out there who are doing the same thing but uh are doing it in favor of the current genocide that is going on are you perhaps speaking about and we have not prepared this at all i have no idea what you're going to blame me but are you perhaps speaking about, to me about the middle east's finest sketch comedy program eretz nehederet <laughs> i i mean that is half of what i'm talking about absolutely i okay. mean that that actually uh very much relates to this um but i i'm i'm looking at an american version of this um, I'm speaking oh. of a TikTok uh, superstar named uh, Daniel Ryan Spaulding, who uh, I had not heard of until uh, you know recent events. And I'm sorry, uh, Ryan Spaulding, Daniel Ryan Spaulding. Uh, oh, I Daniel bo- Ryan Spaulding. I thought you were talking about. It sounded like some kind of obscure and very non-Jewish Austrian dessert wine like <laughs> rein spalding it's a rein spalding mm, mm, i think it's a 33 um yeah no <laughs> that was a, that was a very good year for the great Rhine. year <laughs> yeah we love so that many year. wonderful so many wonderful flavors tossed in it mm-hmm. yes a lot of uh i just have a, a lot of nostalgia for that year i don't really know why but this rein spalding i drink it's a 
tastes a little bloody. Uh, no, but this is a uh, comedian um, who I had not heard of before, and uh, he did. Uh, he he does like I don't know how uh, you would categorize it, but I would say um, he calls himself a power gay, which cool. Um, and he does kind of like sort of similar to you. He's kind of like the bizarro world you in terms of he does walk and talk videos. Um, but they are, um, well, let me just, uh, let me just introduce you to him. He's, uh, an interesting guy. So let's, let's you have, start. You, you have my attention if he's stealing, yeah. stealing my gimmick. Yes. Yes. But, uh, he's making it fabulous. All right. Oshing is a term that angry, jealous, purple-haired girls like to throw around anytime fabulous gay guys get along with Jews. Call me crazy, but I'd rather be at a circuit party in Tel Aviv getting head than in the Gaza Strip getting beheaded. I love my Jewish friends, and I love my Israeli friends, and I'm going to remind them of that every single day, and there's not one goddamn thing you can do about it. You're in the streets ripping down posters of kidnapping. I'm sorry. Can we start with um, no one's trying to do anything about that? You can tell you can tell your Jewish friends and your Israeli friends you love them all day. No yeah. one is stopping you from doing it. Girl, girl, it's it's giving protesting too much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not protesting. Yeah. Protesting too much. You know, it's yeah, funny yeah. when you say pro when you say protesting, mm. it sounds like being out in the street with signs. When you say protesting, it sounds like the way. Shakespeare yeah. meant it. Isn't yeah, it? Isn't yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, you know, that's the beautiful thing about the English language. Jewish babies and your little yeah. Yasser Arafat scarves doing your little... Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> yes, he puts the yas in Yasser Arafat. <laughs> he did. He did Yasser Arafat. That's amazing. <laughs> Jane Cosplay. I'm a gay guy. I know that if I'm going down, I'm going down with the Jews. That's how it oh. works. First they come for the Jews, then they come for the gays. That's not how it works. That is not how that poem works literally at all. But go ahead. Right. Wouldn't the joke be, I'm a gay guy, so I know if I'm going down, I'm going down on the Jews. Yeah, that's. I, part of me was like, I think he, was, he meant that, um, but yeah. uh, decided... Uh, to instead make a a worse point which is that Mr. i know that Mr. the only reason yeah, that right. i'm standing with the jews is because the gays are next and oh right. uh, fair enough sure well memo to mr memo to ms ryan spalding don't don't <laughs> let a couple of straight ashkenazi jewish guys out sass you yes yes please don't they had the Star of David, we had the pink triangle. But that doesn't mm -hmm. matter to you purple-haired Hamas lovers, does it? Because you're not actually gay. Something tells me if they started targeting my people, your purple hair would turn brown pretty fucking fast. Oh man, there's just, so he's, um, I mean, listen, he's doing a lot here. He's doing a lot. One of the things he's doing yeah. um, is yeah. uh, saying you're not actually gay, which I assume he, that feels like a specific gripe. <laughs> like he knows a purple, I think he knows a purple haired girl who yelled at him once. That's what it feels yeah, like. Yeah, maybe. Or maybe he's just taking Biden's cue, like you ain't black. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely going in that same direction, which uh, yeah. is, I, I mean, we can all be honest, that that is only like three degrees away from a full turf pivot, you know? Like yeah. this person well, is 
very soon gonna be like, also, trans are not real. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, it's, he's uh, he's mm. certainly he he's certainly um yeah. He he, uh, he he could have he he could have done better with that joke, with that purple to brown haired joke. I feel mm -hmm. like something about like if you were living in Gaza, you know, the blockade would prevent your purple hair color from hair getting in, from and your hair would would go brown, and then you wouldn't be so radical, would you? Yeah, or, or yeah, you know, or he, um, he's just. Uh, why do they call it the Gaza Strip when you can't even go to a strip club you know Let's when you try. can't even take off when he can't even take off your hijab yeah you know why i like israelis because i like giving iron dome you know nah. there, we go. there we go they're having a little fun <laughs> you know it's uh it, it brings to mind this thing that and you mentioned the israeli sketch comedy show um like there is this focus that i only have but previous to uh israel um you know making this kind of content i'd only seen the uh purple haired girls avatar for all things we hate from like the babylon b you know what i mean right. like that that was their main avatar like let's get a you know uh a bisexual we need to hate uh, women and gays at the same time and That's college right, yeah. students and anyone yeah. who you know it, it seems vaguely marxist um yeah. so they just have this purple haired girl and um it is something that he continues doing with a um just a delightful video he made on tiktok recently uh in which he is talking to himself and it is an apartheid state Hi, I'm Mr. Daniel, and this oh, is my friend, this. the purple-haired yeah. girl. She's not a bad person, but she's been radicalized to become a raging Jew hater, and we want to help her. I don't need your Zionist help. I just want to free Palestine from Israeli apartheid. Do you know what apartheid means, purple-haired girl? Yeah, it means two different sets of laws for different races. That's right, purple-haired girl, but Israel doesn't have apartheid. 20% of Israel is Arab, Muslim, and Christian, and they have full equal rights of citizenship. Mm -hmm. They can vote, hold office in the Supreme Court, own land, mm -hmm. every right a Jewish citizen has. There's also wow. Druze people and Bedouins. They're Israeli too, with full rights of citizenship. Israel is a multicultural I love, society. Can you pause it for a second? <laughs> yes. So a couple of things. I love that when he drops the sort of sassy queen thing, you can just see how miserable he is. Like when yeah. he drops the, the big eyes and the smile. Yeah. Like when he's just giving the facts, he's really, really not happy. Like he's no, no. This, yeah. is, this is like a burden for him to like have to carry this out. hundred uh, percent. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it's it's funny because you don't you rarely see uh this much of a change in character. Like this is supposed to be like a sarcastic guy, whereas before it was uh what he's described as a power gay, you know, just walking fucking, you know, like like he's walking down a runway just spouting Israeli propaganda. No, no, he's like the token he's like the token gay hire at Hasbara Inc. And he like, yeah. doesn't have a he has a shitty or doesn't even have a corner office and doesn't no. even get to write his own material. Like some straight guy wrote this for him. And it's like, he, he and it, this, he's like, he's like Randy rainbow after some kind after yeah. birthright. Like, 
he is. Yes. You know? Yeah, he's like a radicalized Randy Rainbow. <laughs> but he's not but he's also not Jewish, so he doesn't get to be he he was yeah. like he got he was he was the gay Christian guy who got to tag along on birthright. So mm-hmm. and and it was and it was like a pretty homophobic space probably. Yeah. So yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. He yeah, had a yeah. miserable time, but now he's like contracted to yeah, well, I mean, you know, it's uh, when you get that uh, sweet, sweet content engagement, it, you know, we've all admitted it's it's hard not to love it. It's hard not not to feel, you know, that uh, that oxytocin hit once uh, once you once you get that like. But there is a bit of like when I, when I see it with this kind of content, I'm always just like this is um, like like money went into this. You know what yeah. I mean? So uh, I'm that, always that, that 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 sweater vest at the very least, or that cardigan. Oh yeah, oh yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, look, that's that a, is an ex- that, you can tell. Got a that's at least what seventy five dollars used. Oh, at least that is yeah, not even. I mean, like and he doesn't get to. And he doesn't get to. Yeah, and he doesn't even get to keep it. He he can't take that home. No, Wardrobe will tell him fuck off. We're keeping it for the next <laughs> sassy gay Zionist. Video. Yeah, exactly. Piety. I mean, the Palestinians in Gaza. Well, purple hair girl, Israel can't Israel give can't them give rights them because rights. they don't live. Yeah, they don't yeah. live in Israel. Yeah, yeah. That's imp- it. Would be impossible. What I uh, what I love about this argument, I mean, you know, and if for anyone who already knows this, forgive me for, um, you know, telling you what you already know. But just the idea that uh, we're now uh, at the, I mean, listen, at this stage in. Hasbara, they have to have something new and they don't it's the same shit i've heard my whole life which is like no but gaza is is its own state (laughs) you know the west bank they have a government there israel can't we left yeah we we left right gaza in 2005 yes yes the same fucking bullshit they burned the greenhouses they totally misdecorated the place they just oh yeah hideous yeah, they. What yeah, can first you do with all, these people? You try yeah, to make they don't even know about feng shui. <laughs> in Israel, it's like saying, "Why doesn't the U.S. give Mexicans rights?" It's because yeah. they don't live in the U.S. Mm. Israel withdrew completely from Gaza in 2005, even evicting Jewish Israelis from their homes. So mm-hmm. Palestinians in Gaza. Mm-hmm. Let's just. Can I just read you a little something here, please? So they love to say this about how Israel withdrew completely in 2005. They gave them Mm -hmm. full sovereignty. It's complete and total horseshit. Um, Number one, it's true that they removed, I think, 8,000 Jewish settlers from Gaza, and they proceeded to install 12,000 new ones in the West Bank. And it was completely understood that this was a redeployment, not really a withdrawal. Mm -hmm. Um, Here is a quote from a book by an Israeli historian and an Israeli journalist, Edith uh, Zertal and Akiva Eldar, respectively. Mm-hmm. They have a book called Lords of the Land. And they wrote that Israel's 2005 disengagement from Gaza did not, quote, release Gaza for even a single day from Israel's military grip or from the price of the occupation that its inhabitants pay every day, end quote. When it removed its settlers in Gaza, quote, Israel left behind scorched earth, devastated services, and people with neither a present nor a future. The settlements were destroyed in an ungenerous move by an unenlightened occupier, which, in fact, continues to control the territory and kill and harass its inhabitants by means of its formidable military might. And that, Mr. Reinspalding, is 
called effective control, which is it amounts to the same thing as military occupation in, in, under mm -hmm. international law. You can occupy a land by having your people in it, or you can occupy the concentration camp from the outside. Still, mm -hmm. you control the borders, you control who gets in, you control who gets out, you control what gets in and gets out from everything from chocolate to potato chips to baby chickens, which Israel outlawed at various times. You control the flow of food to the point where Israel was calculating the daily number of calories that Palestinians could just subsist on. That's right. You control the airspace because you bombed the airport, you control the waterways, you control everything. And that, my friend, is not analogous as as much power as the U.S. does wield over Mexico. That's not at all analogous to the U.S. granting Mexicans rights or something, because Mexico is a state and its state, mm -hmm. it, its citizens have ostensibly the right to be free and to vote in their own government. Um, so these analogies uh, for the purple haired girl fall apart on immediate impact. And I would love to get the purple girl in a room so just let her know she's not crazy i know she's just a badly a badly written badly played character by the same asshole i know i really want to like take purple haired girl aside and be like you're actually you're doing great you know i i i understand that you're currently um the body that you're inhabiting right now um is that of uh an ignorant zionist sociopath but i want you to know keep going Keep reading, keep, going. keep doing, <laughs> keep doing everything that you're doing because uh, don't don't let this guy, you know, who is you, ninety percent of the time. Don't don't let him take over. You're doing yeah, great. And eventually, one, one day, you know, the marionette will kill the puppeteer. You kill your master. That's right. You, she'll achieve That's... full sentience. <laughs> she'll be a free floating phantasm when she'll she'll develop a moral conscience, and actually defeat defeat the bad sketch artist, TikTok artist that created her. Oh, I love that. Oh, yes. You know, I would say it's, you know, it's uh, Mr. Hyde defeating Jekyll, but I kind of feel like, I mean, maybe I need to actually read that book to know whether or not Hyde was actually, like, based. Like, was, was Hyde actually the good guy and Dr. Jekyll the been. bad guy? Yeah, I haven't read it either. I have it in my car, but I still haven't read it. Um, <laughs> it looks like Mr. Reinsbalding is in... Um, is in Brooklyn like me. So maybe him and I could do a walk and talk together sometimes. That would be I, fabulous. Leaders I, I, would, I would love to watch you guys walk and talk at the same time. If you ever catch him on the street making videos, you need to start walking next to him and just doing the exact same thing. Oh, uh, yeah. Sashay, sashay with Daniel. Yes. Um, but everybody says that it's apartheid. No, hold That's on. Don't listen to propaganda by a terrorist organization called Hamas. Called the UN, Hamas? called Amnesty International, yeah. called Human Rights Watch, called Betselem. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> no, yeah, that the Israeli, is. <laughs> the Israeli Human Rights Organization, Betselem, that, is, that has recently put out a report, I think 2018. That's that right. Called Israel's Dominion over both. 48 Israel mm -hmm. and occupied Palestine, the West Bank and Gaza, a Jewish supremacy from the river to the sea. Yes. 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 Uh, just like that is Hamas propaganda just rings so hollow at this point because it's like, how many more human rights organizations do you need? It's like uh, on one side you have every human uh, major human rights organization uh, and inside Israel and outside of Israel. Um, and on the other side, you have what? 
Israel's PR department and the State Department and and like the you know uh, whoever's handling Middle East diplomacy in Western nations. So those are the only no. people no, 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 who no, are no. like, don't, yeah, no, Israel's don't. right. Don't forget Micronesia, Palau, the Marshall Islands, all the tiny Pacific Island nations that are the only ones who vote with the U.S. and Israel every year to block a two-state settlement since the 1970s. Oh, man. I love I, I love that because it's just like, you know, it's it, it just all this keeps reminding me of the uh, Iraq war when we had like the coalition of the willing and it was just like, you know, states that were like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot about Palau. Uh, you know, it, I know, I know it's in the ocean somewhere. Uh, and, uh, yeah, no, it's just, uh, yeah, it is. Do you think, do you think there's a Zionist podcast called Bad Hamaspara? Oh, there should be. I would love to see our, you know, our evil twins. I guess it would be <laughs> us without our circle beards. <laughs> yeah, know. that's right. Yeah. Yeah, they would be completely clean shaven, and they would just exactly. play videos of me and you and uh, laugh because they are funny. That uses people's lack of knowledge and anti-Semitic biases to spread misinformation. They wouldn't lie to me. Hamas would lie to you. They'd also gang rape you, behead you, burn you Ooh. alive, mutilate and rape your dead body, and film it all, and live stream it on Facebook to your family, because Hamas is a psychotic death cult that oppresses Israelis and Palestinians. I'm purple. <laughs> Oof. Wow. That was so the, the punchline. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I'll be honest, I never got to the ending. Hey everyone, Matt Lieb here with an annoying mid-roll ad that I'm going to be playing until March 17th. Why March 17th, you ask? Well, <laughs> because I'm going to be co-headlining the Sacramento Punchline on Sunday, March 17th at 7 p.m. with my wife, Francesca Fiorentini. I would love it if you all bought your tickets to it. It's going to be really fun. Um, you helped us sell out uh, when we co-headlined the San Francisco Punchline, and now I'm asking for you to... Do it again. That's right. If you're in the Sacramento area or somewhere nearby, um, come to the Sacramento Punchline Sunday, March 17th, 7 p.m. It's going to be so much fun. I'm going to be there. Francesca's going to be there. Uh, someone else is going to open for us. I don't know who, but someone probably pretty funny. You're going to have a great time, and you can get your tickets right now by either clicking the link uh, that's in the show notes or going to punchlinesack.com and uh, buying your tickets. Do it. And if you can't go, hey, maybe you have friends who are in the area and you you know, you can tell them like, hey, you like comedy. Come see this guy who does a podcast and his wife who also does a podcast. It'll be great. So yes, please come. Sacramento Punchline, March 17th. That's a Sunday at 7 p.m. Come, enjoy, laugh, love. All right. <laughs> the, that's That's quite a... That's quite a capper. I'm purple. Ha ha ha. Yeah. yeah. I'm purple. Ha ha ha. I've never gotten to the end of that. Didn't know it ended with I'm purple. Ha ha ha. Which is, uh, it's funny that that's like uh, an ironic thing. Because it literally, you, the, you wrote it. You made her purple. You can't just be like, yeah. look at this idiot. You're the idiot. You, <laughs> you wrote the fucking sketch. Yeah, well, I mean, basically, he's, sum he's summing up that's the extent of the joke. 
Like, yeah, that is the the whole thing. That's really all he has on her. And, and she's a woman and the misogyny is very clearly very strong there. The sort of aggressive, you know, there's a particular strain, there's this particular strain of white gay male misogyny that I've seen a lot in the musical theater world. Oh yeah. I'm in musical theater. I write musicals. Which is not to say that there isn't a long, a large strain of white straight male misogyny, which of course. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But I mean, we invented it probably, but yeah. but 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 it's very strong in this video. This kind of like wanting to inhabit this, like I don't know, wanting to do the drag thing, but just really kind of despising the character you're playing yeah. and having no in, no having no insight into it. Yeah, yeah. There's, uh, I you know, like this hateful version um of women that i think you know uh is displayed by a lot of like uh your white male gay men uh in and this is like the zionist version of that where you just see someone Mm -hmm. who's just like i don't see completely why your avatar uh like of you know uh, hamas supporting leftists or whatnot is just some woman uh, but i imagine it's the same reason that every single right-wing publication from like daily wire to babylon b to fox news to fucking all of them uh that they do the exact same thing that is who they hate and they are a little less shy about the fact that it's because they find women annoying you know what i mean yeah like they yeah. will just outwardly admit their misogyny whereas he probably thinks he's good which is one of the reasons that Nothing pisses me off more than liberal Zionism. You know, listen, at least um, hard right Zionists um, know they're bad. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I don't exactly get liberal vibes from him. I mean, he could very well be a gay Republican for all I know. He, he I mean, he, he comes off as a gay Republican, but uh, I, if, if yeah. I had to guess, I would say um, very much so, uh, you know, he is holds himself as if not a liberal um but uh, may, someone who is just like a, uh, a a centrist realist who is you know yeah uh, with pragmatic human correct yeah he's a pragmatic progressive or something like yeah that. was like happy a about pragmatic gay, gay marriage getting passed and is mad that trans people are now taking the mic <laughs> you know it's i got very mine specific. Jack. yeah i got mine you are done um yeah so Listen, shout out to, um, you know, Mr. Ryan Spaulding here. Um, I will say that I, fa- I, I went back into his um, history and uh, found a little bit of an origin story um, as to why this, because um, like before this, he was just doing, you know, like walk and talk videos. He, he uh, had a big weight loss journey, which I think is great, good for him um, and all that. And then now he just makes these like, I'm gay and not Jewish and love Israel. Um, but uh, this is this is what I found as to why that's Woke the case. 20-somethings who don't actually give a shit about anyone but themselves. I gained 12,000 Instagram followers overnight, and all I had to do was say that Hamas terrorism is wrong. I mean, if you want to know <laughs> the reasons for making that kind of pivot... That's one of them. Huh. Yeah. Huh. Is he being yeah, that, is he actually is actually confessing that he just did that in a craven way or is he 
I mean, I I believe he is trying to recruit others to do the same thing. Um, and he's right. also somewhat bragging, like, oh, you're going to hate Israel? Well, guess what? You're missing out on the followers, which uh, I will say, shout out to anyone online who posts and reposts, um, like, anything that is pro-Palestinian. Because all y'all are the true heroes who make it possible to uh, look at that video and go like, you know, you also, you do get love for being someone with a conscience who loves Palestine. So thank you. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't like thinking of it in these terms, but it's just a fact that in these past three months, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, there, there's a big part. I mean, there's room, the world is wide enough to quote a song from Hamilton, which I'm sure he loves, the world is wide enough for <laughs> Hamilton you know, and Zionist, Z- <laughs> cowardly, cow- exactly cowardly Zionist genocide deniers mm-hmm. and fine upstanding, you know, Jews like you and me holding up the best of our tradition That's and right. Palestinians who are finally getting a voice in mm-hmm. the discourse to all have a piece of the follower pie, and mm-hmm. um, you know, none of it matters because. 25,000 people have died and Israel has gone entirely insane. But if you want to play the follower game, okay, do you. I know, I know. It's just like, uh, you know, it's there's a shamelessness to starting your video out that way. And, I, you know, he did it pretty early on. Um, so I, I, I like to imagine um, that at this point, if he were to rewatch that video, he'd be like, maybe I shouldn't start off with I did this for clout. <laughs> You know? Well, this is the th- this is the thing, though. It's like when 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 wonderful uh, comedic traditions get bastardized for the for power centers, yeah. they become quite quite sinister. So oh, camp, yeah. right? Camp is actually a very subversive style of comedy. I remember yeah. when I saw Hedwig and the, Hedwig and the Angry Inch, which mm-hmm. is one of my favorite musicals. I saw it off Broadway in the late '90s, and I didn't expect to like it because I was like, "Well, I'm not gay." I've never had a sex change operation. I'm not East German. Uh, you know, all of the identity categories of this character, right? Right. And this was sort of in the years before transgender discourse, what it was, was what it was now. So the whole premise of the show was German boy has a botched sex change operation, ends up German girl in, in America, out of place, and all this kind of stuff. But I found myself weeping and laughing and relating to it so much mm-hmm. because the camp of it was this lacerating wit that cut through hypocrisies and also cut through pain, personal pain. And it had vulnerability to it, but there was this barbed edge of self-protection, but so much self-loathing in the mix. And of course, as an Ashkenazi Jew, I completely agree with that and being betwixt in between and all of that. So this persona that, you know, gay performers and writers and artists have have developed and it's not a persona it's a whole genre it's a whole world it's a whole ontology has so much richness to it and it's so humanizing but then you take the surface elements of it which is just sibilant s's like certain kinds of snaps and like head movements Mm -hmm. and like a certain kind of like crude sarcasm where you just mean the opposite of what you say or you mean exactly what you say but you're just saying it in this tone and all of a sudden you've you've lost the the spark of humanity in it and now it's just a new flavor of fascism it's fucked up yeah yeah and you know at the end of the day like uh any of the reservations you had about not enjoying something 
end up being correct because bad art is bad art. Um, you know, I will say, of course, you know, it is more more sinister to have uh, bad art for uh, speaking out um, in favor of fascism. But, uh, you know, even if it's just, you know, uh, completely apolitical, not or, funny. Or, or worse, if it has the great politics, but it's not funny and it's bad. Oh, I hate that shit. That bad social justice, bad social justice art. It's Ugh. tough. I know. I know. It, it's, it's, uh, you know, I, uh, I support the, the message, but, uh, I'm always just like, just make it funny, please. <laughs> Yeah, it's like it's, <laughs> try. Where's um, the craft? You know exactly. Uh, <clears throat> I uh, we're, you and I are old school esthetes. You know we're old souls. We're not right. like these kid, these purple haired kids these days. Not these purple haired kids these days with their woke mind virus <laughs> and trying to. Yeah, um, I want to um, uh, pivot real quick to uh, talking about um, one of the. Uh, you know, biggest distributors of uh, Hezbara. Um, that's uh, Israel's Twitter account. Uh, Daniel, do you uh, know they have a Twitter account? I do. She's so cute. She's a 14-year-old girl. <laughs> and she's, like, really not having it, you guys. Like, she's really, like, she can't. Yeah. Like, she can't with, with this yeah, fundamentally. Yeah, 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 exactly. She is, she literally can't. And um, big yikes! But yeah, it, it is. Uh, it is this. Uh, it's interesting because it it, it kind of goes back and forth between like um, you know uh, news news clips of you know whoever their uh, you know favorite Hasbarist is um, you know talking to meet the press or whatever. And like some funny video like that, like that sketch comedy show. Um, but uh, I wanted to uh, talk about, actually, this is, this is what I want to talk about. Um, I want to talk about bringing them home. This mm. is, uh, this is something that uh, I, you know, if you're anywhere in this world um, and you have at any point criticized um Israel or at any point said that you would like them to not um, do a genocide, you will be inundated with people who go like, what about the hostages? Bring them home. Bring them home. Um, it has been uh, <clears throat> 100 days. And um, at this point, I don't know how it's possible for anyone who still says this to not feel deep shame and self-loathing. Um, the only people at this point who are actually working towards freeing the hostages are people who are in the streets screaming for a ceasefire. The and only the families people, of the hostages. And the, and families, the families of, of the hostages. That's right. Going, and to, the, going to the Knesset and pleading with them to stop the madness. Yes, and it is just to constantly see, even now, even today, the bring them home meme uh, or hashtag being utilized by people in response to literally every single criticism, no matter how great or small, 
um, of how they're conducting their operations in Gaza. Um, it's just like it's sickening to a degree in which it almost feels like mocking. It almost feels like yeah. mocking, not not of the thousands of dead Gazans, but of the literal families of victims of the Hamas terror attack that happened on the 7th. Like these are people who want their family members back. They want them yeah. home. And yeah. as of today, I believe only, uh, and I'll, I'll have to, to check to make sure, to see if maybe it's been updated. Um, but last I checked, only one, one hostage was rescued in an operation by the IDF. One. That's right. That's right. That is it. And yeah. it's not uh, exactly in Tebe, is it? No, it's not. It's it really isn't. And, and you know, it's funny when you search uh, IDF uh, hostage rescue, you know, trying to find like, let me get this number here, because this is ostensibly the reason they went into Gaza. This is the reason for all of this. Um, uh, you just find articles about Entebbe over and over again. You just, <laughs> and I'm like, no, no, now I want to know now what is happening. Is there, do they have some fucking, you know, are the special forces going in there and freeing people? One, only one so far. Uh, well, no, they, meanwhile, they, they, they actually, no, they, they definitely liberated three of them from this mortal coil. <laughs> from this mortal coil. Yes. They've murdered, uh, I think at this point, five. They've admitted to five hostages who were killed by Israel. Um, you know, we of course we know of the three, uh, the the big ones, just the ones who literally um, escaped their captors, uh, had banners that said, "Please, you know, uh, help us. We are Israeli." Had their hands up and were still summarily. Well, at least executed. they were waving. At least they were waving white flags and they had their shirts off, so they weren't wearing suicide vests. And then, there, there, right. of course, there's how, however many hostages have been killed in the rubble i mean you talk yes. about you know netanyahu put out a tweet about murder tunnels well okay your hostages are being held in tunnels throughout this densely populated area and you are you know dropping seismic levels of explosives and just obliterating everything um that's a great rescue operation yeah and meanwhile and, you're and not you're not negotiating like hasn't hasn't haven't these people seen a hostage movie have you not right. seen Glenn? Uh, sorry, I was going to say Glenn Gary Glenn. Glenn Gary Glenn Dog Glenn Day Roll. Afternoon. Not Dog Day Afternoon. Yeah, uh, that's a different movie. You stupid fucking cunt. <laughs> you stupid. But <laughs> you see this watch? Whoever told you that you could work with men? You see this watch? <laughs> oh yeah, but yeah, no. I'm going it's... to Lemkin. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but no, but Dog Day Afternoon and Die Hard hostages even the most psychotic deranged ones want something that, yes. that's what the hostages are for it's leverage which yes. means you either play ball mm -hmm. and negotiate and it turns out israel has to has what to negotiate in the form of palestinian hostages in their yes. torture dungeons thousands of them including women and children kidnapped nabbed from their beds with no charge administrative detention held for six months renewable at a time right so yeah. you either do that or you deal with not doing that right right that you don't that, pretend that you're you don't doing pretend it that you're doing you... it by the mass bombing of gaza you don't pretend that oh that's what we're doing and and that that i think is the most uh like 
sickening part of this is, you know, at at some point, I think I just kind of assumed that they would um, drop the hostages pretext because, yeah. you know, you can't, like you said, you can't be like, they're holding our hostages in these tunnels, you know, and then cut to a video of them doing this mass explosion of a tunnel underground in Gaza, um, allegedly, and then just be so you don't give a shit you're actively you got your soldiers you got your soldiers dancing the horror singing nothing will be alive under the ground you know? <laughs> yeah. they got nothing translators the there just chanting yeah. it back to them in english just in case you missed it american sign language interpreters <laughs> it's in every language but yeah man it's, it, it, yeah at, at this point um uh, the vast, vast, vast majority, I believe um, upwards of 130 um, hostages who have been released, um, have been released uh, due to hostage exchange from ceasefires that they had. A ceasefire is how you bring them home. If you if you care about bringing them home, then that's what you do. And, and, and just the idea that anyone is still out there to this day. Day. I mean, if you look at fucking um, Israel's, you know, uh, Twitter page, like their fucking masthead is bring them home. It's just, <clears throat> it's still that. Yeah, it's still that. I'm surprised they haven't done a Les Mis style video with the song Bring Him Home. It's embarrassing, but a, a lot of people in the Broadway community right after October 7th. And I guess I can understand it in the immediate aftermath. Although I cringed as hard as cringe can be because, you know, I'm in that world and I knew that it was sure. going to skew very, very, very Zionist. Um, mm -hmm. uh, but they did a big, you know, they met in up in Times Square and sang Bring Him Home from Les Mis dedicated to the hostages. And by this point, of course, it was already clear what was either happening or going to happen. And they, you know, took yeah. a side and they and they cited like with the russia ukraine war of course you just side with whichever side our official enemy is mm -hmm. uh against the side yeah. that our friends are with and um it and and we and we weep tears and we really mean it you know we're singing this this musical theater anthem about freedom but you know we'd never sing uh you know bring them home about palestinian prisoners no ever you know we'd never yeah. we'd never we'd never go out and do a version of rise up from mm -hmm. fucking hamilton to be like you know when are these colonies going to rise up you know right. well, what about these settler colonies going to rise yeah. up you know yeah. so it's just it's like i've always found musical theater to be such a touchy i'm sort of getting into my own no here, please i i i it, love it, this it, well it's just such a um it's such a powerful art form because it combines theatrical storytelling drama mm -hmm. with music which means that combined it can achieve some of the most transcendent surreal heightened effects it can communicate things that can't be communicated by mere words alone they say that once a character can no longer speak they sing and once they can no longer just sing they have to dance and that's what can happen in musical theater so that's really yeah. cool and if you have it in the in the hands of real humanist uh writers like uh, Sheldon Harnick and Jerry Bach from Fiddler on the Roof mm -hmm. or Stephen Sondheim, who's a different kind of humanist, you can get into some really beautiful, complicated and lovely um, kind of uh, just homages to, to, to what humanity is capable of, the good and the bad. But in the wrong hands, yeah. it's also the most emotionally manipulative 
potentially fascist art form possible. Yeah. Because again, you're putting <clears throat> words with music. And when you yeah. when there's no when there's no clash between the words and the music, when it's just a hat on a hat. Yeah. When there's no when there's no complexity and when you're using it then to advance a political agenda of the people who are already in power, uh it's an art form that I want to get far away from. So I'm it's a yeah. it's a strange thing to be a part of because I love it and I'm very very sensitive to its misuse. So yeah. I'm surprised that Israel hasn't seized on that particular Les Mis song, Bring Him Home. Yeah. To do a, I mean, a stupid they, video of their own. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, I had the exact same critique I think of um uh, you know, uh, stand-up comedy when it comes to uh it's the sure. ability to use it for uh the sake of fascism, you know. Um mm. and uh it is, you know, almost worse in a way um not to, you know, denigrate musical theater, but uh you know, it's uh, musical theater has, I think, at this point in you know modern American history, a, probably a, a a smaller reach than now. You know, stand up comics do, and and mm -hmm. so like at the very least, like you know, with regards to fascist uh, musical theater, at least like it's still not as accessible to a general public as like uh, you know a fucking some guy standing in front of a mic doing his fifth special about how a trans person corrected him once and he's never going to forgive her yeah. for doing so. It's not it's not a very funny special. I watched it this morning. Oh yeah, see I can't I you know, I I have this thing with Chappelle where you know, I I remember him as he was, you know. It's like yeah. I I I like to uh you know, just remember killing them softly and Chappelle's show and everything, you know, everything after that, I'm like, nah, that's a different guy. You know, it's yeah. it basically it's the, the a, Paul I've... is dead theory. Um, but for Dave Chappelle, like I like look <laughs> into pictures. Coming. I'm like, nah, he died in a car accident in 66 and they just replace his ass. <laughs> I understand. I, I have a bit more leeway for him and I have a, I, I have a slightly different read on, on some of those, you know, on the line between provocative, even offensive comedy and bad mm. fascist comedy. Sure, but sure. The real, but the risk, the risk with someone like him is you just get so lazy. And right. now it's all about you and your controversies. And now you're just recite, you're just higher in your own supply. You're just recycling your fumes. You're just yeah. giving your audience what they think they want. And you're not right. actually, gener you're losing what made you so great in the first place, which is, yeah. Well, he's still got his storytelling ability, but you're losing your insight into anything worth right. worth having insight into. Yeah. I mean, at some point, you know, it's just like, I think what you want to do is do a podcast. I don't think you want, <laughs> this doesn't need to be a special necessarily, but you know, still shout out to him for, uh, he did a show in Boston recently in which he, uh, that's exactly right. Yeah. In which he, uh, yelled at someone, uh, who tried to heckle him about, you know, Israel or something. And he said, you know. He stood with the Palestinian people. And so because of that, oh, I'm like, Matt, okay. his, his, no, no, his space Jews joke from a couple of years ago. That's pretty fucking funny. Oh, it's a great Have joke. Have you heard that joke? Oh, yes. It's a I fantastic love that joke. joke. So, no, so here's so the that, thing. So that's a case. I watch that's clips. a case where, yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll watch the clips. So that's a case where his, I don't give a fuck what anybody says about me. I'm going to just do whatever comes out of my joke book. Yes. You know, it's like you, you take the, the good with the, the the often very bad and very lazy or you don't take it at all it's all good but yeah yeah anyway 
you're, you're saying that stand-up comedy, when basically when it starts punching down and when it loses its taste for mm-hmm. really taking the piss out of those who deserve to have the piss taken out of them. Yeah, it can be. Can become it become another tool for just. Right. Yeah. yeah. And and I, I have the same kind of like a emotional reaction uh, that you have to, you know, what happens with when musical theater is weaponized in that way where I'm just, you know, I just look at it and I go like, ah, you know, this is um, this is it's it's almost it's also bad because i think laughs reinforce a worldview sometimes for certain people Mm, and that's not necessarily what a laugh is and i think that um you know Mm. uh, that's uh, a laugh is good for your ego but it doesn't necessarily mean that what you're saying is relatable or correct in any way you know this idea it's funny because it's true it's like that's not a thing like things can be funny because they're also true but also there's a lot of false things that are hilarious. There's just uh Well, but the, that's just a logical that's just a logical fallacy. You could say that this particular joke is funny because it's true, but that doesn't mean that something is true because it's funny. Right, exactly. Exactly. And uh, I think we uh we have now tend to put comedians on a pedestal and I think we need to remember that um all of us um are we are fucking stupid and trash and you should not at all ever put a comedian on a pedestal we are all degenerates and uh you know we are all just begging to be liked like children so yeah <laughs> you know and yeah just and i think let, and, and musical theater reminder. people are begging musical theater people are begging to be told that we're special and talented and yes the thing that bugs me about it is that it's not going to be used for meanness so much as it's going to be used for like communal feeling good about ourselves when yeah and just not so like self-congratulation is a big thing in musical theater pushing people's buttons to make them feel like they're laugh that like they're crying at the right moments and feeling the right things and so on and so forth and not real and kind of flattering their own self-concept which i Mm -hmm. guess is what the two things we're talking about have in common. Anyway, I don't know how we got off on that. Oh, it's fine. But... Uh, I I, uh, I I enjoy getting into musical theater. And I'll be honest with you, all right? When I finally allowed myself to listen to Hamilton, I was like, this is pretty good. The music's good. I'm, I'm not going to front. Like, I know I'm supposed no. to be like, this sucks. It's schoolhouse rock. And I'm like, no, it's kind of... Some of those songs are fucking bangers though. I mean, I'm not I'm not trying to, you know, but like I'm not I'm not trying to be a lib or anything, but like can motherfucker just like a cheesy ass song? Let me can live. Can a motherfucker just, you know, just be in the room where it fucking happens? Where sometimes? it happens, you know? Oh wait, yeah, wait for it. it's a great song. It's 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 got lots of great stuff in it. I went through phases with it. At first yeah. I wanted to hate it, and then I loved it, and then I saw it. And then I saw it again, and then I started to like listen to it closer. And the more and more I listened to it after that, the less I liked it. Yeah. So I feel like my I feel like my hate for it is both informed by love of its craft, but it's also well earned because I've, I I went that. through the whole journey. I yes. didn't skip to the end. I you know this is how I feel about Israel. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly how I feel. It's very informed. You know, I went through this. You know, uh, initially loved it could do no wrong then I, you know i was like oh, i don't know about that then i went on birthright and i was like i don't know maybe israel is good everyone keeps saying it is fucking anyone who goes on birthright <laughs> has the right to hate israel i mean 100 percent. you did your fucking time they i did tried. it they i did, did the thing they, they, i went they, to the thing they, and you said oh you don't you can't know unless you come here 
I knew I came there and I'm like, okay, I know now. Now I know. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Sorry. Speaking of uh, video, um, or uh, speaking of music, uh, we are going to end this podcast with this. Um, <clears throat> and hey, everyone, Matt Lieb here with an annoying mid-roll ad that I'm going to be playing until March 17th. Why March 17th, you ask? Well, <laughs> because I'm going to be co-headlining the Sacramento Punchline on Sunday, March 17th at 7 p.m. with my wife, Francesca Fiorentini. I would love it if you all bought your tickets to it. It's going to be really fun. Um, you helped us sell out uh, when we co-headlined the San Francisco Punchline, and now I'm asking for you to... Do it again. That's right. If you are in the Sacramento area or somewhere nearby, um, come to the Sacramento Punchline Sunday, March 17th, 7 p.m. It's going to be so much fun. I'm going to be there. Francesca's going to be there. Uh, someone else is going to open for us. I don't know who, but someone probably pretty funny. You're going to have a great time, and you can get your tickets right now by either clicking the link uh, that's in the show notes or going to punchlinesack.com and uh, buying your tickets. Do it. And if you can't go, hey, maybe you have friends who are in the area and you you know, you can tell them like, hey, you like comedy. Come see this guy who does a podcast and his wife who also does a podcast. It'll be great. So yes, please come. Sacramento Punchline, March 17th. That's a Sunday at 7 p.m. Come, enjoy, laugh, love. All right. There's a Were chance that this- show me something from the, from the Israeli Twitter- uh, the Twitter account? Oh, that's well. Yeah, I mean, the the only thing I I uh, I mostly just wanted to to rant about bring them home, okay. but I will play this one thing that they posted um, New Year's Eve. <laughs> Look at his face. I know. What are they doing? Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, I gotta see his face again. I gotta see his just, face. Again. The face. Like, okay, I'm gonna kiss her. I'm really. <laughs> I'm sorry, but like, don't make him do that face. Obviously, not. It's not funny that people were kidnapped. But why does he look like someone who just got turned like he looks like he got rejected by Hamas? Like he, he looks, looks like, like he's like That's right. <laughs> like like oh damn man. Like he looks like he's looking across the bar and all of a sudden the girl he brought to the club is talking to some other dude and that dude is wearing like kafia and he's just like what the fuck? Like, should we describe? The, should we describe the visual for those listening to the? To yeah, the for those version? listening, I mean, it's a it's a profile of a man. It was a man and a woman who were about to kiss. It was like New Year's Eve, five, four, three, two, and then she dissolves, and then it said like, for, something, uh, like something out of a, like a Harry Potter movie or something, or, or Lord of the Rings. Like she just turns to ash and like. I mean, it's straight up. She, I think the, it's from the bottom up. Yeah, it's uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, it's um. Like Avengers Endgame like style, like yeah, fucking it's Thanos, Thanos yeah, like yeah. fucking snapped his fingers and kidnapped two hundred people in Israel. Yeah, um, yeah. And, so and then, just and then yeah. so he's he still goes in for the kiss, but he sort of sees the dissolving coming, and he looks kind of vaguely like, oh fuck, not again. 
Yeah, it does look like this has happened before. He starts, yeah, he's like, fuck, why can't I catch a break? I've yeah. been cucked by Hamas. And he just starts to turn around towards the camera like, are you are you fucking kidding me? Like, it's a very bizarre <clears throat> reaction. It is. And, and I'm sorry, but like, the, again, why to me this is something I can look at and fucking laugh at, uh, about is that you are not trying to bring them home. Like the fucking nerve of uh, of Israel and their uh, propagandists to use the hostages as this pretext when at this point you've made it abundantly clear that if it's between stopping killing mass Palestinians in Gaza and bringing them home, you choose killing. You choose killing all of the Palestinians and you choose to put the hostages in harm's way. You don't give a shit. So you can make your fucking, you know, uh, like dramatic fucking content to try to shame other people into not supporting a ceasefire. But <clears throat> it makes no fucking sense. You do not care about bringing them home. But it's completely undramatic. These people don't look like they have any chemistry. No. They look like they're, they were totally set up by two friends. He looks half pissed off, half relieved. Yeah. Uh, and and it's also it's so it's so insulting it's so trivializing like imagine having a loved one actually taken from you yeah you know yeah and basically this and and just the pain of that and the confusion of that and this video turns that into like Hamas wants all Jews to get no New Year's pussy right <laughs> exactly that's what like Hamas that's, to, it's in like their charter Hamas, it's to cock block we must cock block the Jewish people. <laughs> They must not get a nut. <laughs> no nut November has turned into no nut December, and there will be no nut January. <laughs> oh, you're making them sound Yiddish. I know. I I, I realized, uh, you know, in the middle of it, I couldn't do the voice. Well, it's that's better better that we default yes, to that we then, should always yeah. just you know like when he, what, what are you gonna you don't need me to do an arab voice you get it <laughs> to end this podcast uh i want to end with something just amazing an amazing bit of um hasbara <clears throat> that has a little bit of a backstory that i'll get into but this was um this was sent to me um by a friend online um and it is a video of what looks to be <clears throat> like a concert that uh, happened in Israel. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, in which they are doing a cover of Learn to Fly by um, the Foo Fighters. Um, but instead, they are singing about bringing, bringing them home. Um, oh. And... It is a so it's essentially a parody song. It's like they weird Al weird Al weird Al Yankovic, uh, learned to fly in order to do a song about Hamas. And um, I'm gonna play a little bit of that for you right now. It says United against evil. You see some people clapping and playing bass. You know what's funny about that? What? It has the same initials as United Arab Emirates. <laughs> Yep. 
from Hamas. <laughs> they are filled with hatred and anger. How many drummers are there? Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. That's such a great rhyme. The evil monsters from Hamas kill, burn, maim, slaughter children with their moms. That's supposed to rhyme with Hamas. Uh, Hamas. Their moms. Hamas. You know, it's a slant rhyme, but you know, I'll I'll, I'll allow it. I'll allow it. Weird you know, right? Weird Al Yankovic, but make it morose, obtuse, <laughs> and just no fun whatsoever and a bunch of israelis and they're having so much fun look at them oh yes but it 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 gets it gets better once i uh once i explain the context humanity is now united humanity is fighting against the total evil of hamas I don't think they really want to be taking this humanity is now united angle on this particular moment in history. You, you know, yeah, that's the I thing. Feel about... like that's not, I, I feel like you're not, you don't really want to be no. saying that majority rules in terms of what, how humanity is feeling about. This is so sad to watch. It really, oh. it really is. Well, it gets better. Um, but first, let me just finish this uh, chorus. Ready to eliminate Hamas. So there's thousands of drummers. There's thousands. It looks like there's hundreds of drummers, hundreds of bass players, hundreds of guitar players uh, out in a field, um, you know, playing music. And you're like, you know, where, where, what is, where are all these Israelis doing? This is weird. Um, let me um, give you some background on this. <clears throat> so this is uh, a, a video that was shared by Ella Travels Love on Twitter, which is, uh, mm -hmm. I guess, they're doing a bunch of, uh, you know, nice Hasbara. Um, and it appears to be a bunch of Israelis having a concert called United Against Evil, in which they do a parody song of Learn to Fly. Um, this video is fake. Uh, and so the real video is um, 100, oh, sorry, 1,000 musicians play Learn to Fly by Foo Fighters to ask Dave Grohl to come and play in, uh, I don't know how to pronounce this, Chesna, Italy? Those are Italians. That this, <laughs> those, this, this is not something that happened in Israel. This so is who over who overdubbed the vocals. <laughs> I don't know. Someone who hates Hamas. Um, the, the yes. So the the actual video is this, um, and it's. They're just singing Learn to Fly, which is actually kind of awesome. That is great. I, 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 they, hey, they're, they're united to get Dave Grohl to do a Foo Fighters concert in Chesna, wherever the heck yeah, Chesna I mean, is. Look, look, I was, I, I, you know, when, when Kurt Cobain shot himself in 1994, <laughs> I, was, I was in Israel. I was on oh, Kibbutz. Shit. And that made a bad situation even worse for me. But uh, so I'm, I'm a Nirvana guy, right? Like Nirvana, me too. You know, yeah. So, Foo, Fight, Foo Fighters is a little after my time. Yep. But it is very. It, but those Italians begging Dave Grohl to come and uh, and 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 bestow his his rockness on them is very sweet. But I'm very confused now about. I mean, I, come to think of it, listening to that Israeli yep. version, 
It sounded it weird, sound right? A little, it, it sounded like kind of, you know, when you over when you try to create the sound of like a chorus by like recording yourself many, many times. Mm -hmm. The same voice or two voices. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly. I had to really because I as I was listening, I was like, it's weird that this sounds like shit. Um, but I didn't think about it. Yeah, like that sounds that sounds like dog shit. I think yeah. it is. It, it almost I was like, is this is, you 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 wouldn't be able to AI? hear that. Yeah, well, you you wouldn't be able to hear that s. Yeah, so clearly, uh, if it was recorded from these people live, like you just wouldn't. That's right. That's uh, right. Yeah. What's also fairly funny is if if Israelis were forced to actually pronounce Hamas the way it's actually pronounced, which is <laughs> Hamas or something like that. Yeah. But even just putting this the emphasis, they wouldn't have a song. Because they need yeah. of Hamas. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's beautiful too that um, I had the same reaction you did, which is when I looked at this, I didn't even question whether or not these were Israelis. <laughs> I was just like, uh, uh, it says a lot that I I can look at a sea of Italians <laughs> playing Foo Fighters, and I go like, oh yeah, those are Israelis. You know, I mean. I'm not trying to say, listen, I understand that 50% of the Jewish Israeli population of Israel is uh, has some sort of, um, you know, uh, uh, at this point, Mizrahi, um, you know, uh, ancestry. You know, there are uh, a, a lot of uh, Ashkenazis and Mizrahis living together. They have babies, and that's the thing. But I will say, they did, those Italians... Did not look that dissimilar, and uh, I don't know oh, if you could say that. Is, Israel were, is the Euro, yeah. It, yeah, Israel is like the Eurovision colony in the Middle East. Yes, to the extent that it, you know, and then of course it has this largely overlooked Arab Jewish component yeah. to it, uh, where the music. Well, they're they're not overlooked like, if you need to use them in order to uh, bolster the. Uh, I don't know the DNA credentials of. Uh, well, I think I, I think Dave Grohl should should I think Dave Grohl should take his his uh, at this point geriatric rock band to Israel and set them up on the border and it'll yeah. be them against Hamas. You can call it the Foo Fighters versus the Jew Fighters. Oh, I love it. I love it. It's see, you already got the branding done, Daniel. Foo yeah, Fighters exactly. v Jew Fighters. Get them together. I mean, who's not gonna love it? Everyone. You know, we can all enjoy, you know, the power of rock music bringing us together or, you know, occasionally tearing us apart. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't think that, I don't think I don't think Kurt's ghost would love it very much, but he doesn't love. Yeah, much. I know. You know, I, I uh, listen, I know that people like Foo Fighters. And I allow I allow that. That's fine. I have not. I've yet to listen to a Foo Fighters song that I didn't kind of feel was like, um, like what if Target made Nirvana? <laughs> you know yeah, I mean? it's like what most F. It's like what Yassine Bey most F said about Drake. It's like mm. hip hop that you, that you can shop to. You know. Yes. It's like yes, yes. You know, it's like oh yeah, this is dope. This makes me want to check the discount aisle. Like Foo Fighters, it's totally inoffensive to me, and some of it's even kind of good, but it yeah. never quite. It just never quite. Pays it never hit never with me. Yeah, yeah, I get that it's good, um, but it's, I think it's fine. Yeah, like you know, it's fine. You can like it. Why do I'm I have to like fight? It? I'm not going to fight the fighting of the foo. No, yeah, let fight them, foo. Let them let them fight the foo. 
Yeah, someone's got to fight Foo. And I, if you are someone who's a Foo fighter, feel free to Foo fight. <laughs> That's what I say. Uh, so, anyways, in conclusion, uh, beautiful, beautiful video. Beautiful piece of Hasbara. Um, those were Italians. Not Israelis. If you couldn't tell the difference, think about it. Think about why. So some is some Israeli genius decided to culturally appropriate Italian bad taste <laughs> to try to make bad bad hostage bara. <laughs> Very good. Oh, on that note, Daniel, thank you so much for once again gracing me over here at Bad House Bara. Uh, love you so much. Where can people find you? on the internet well first of all the love is more than mutual thank you for having me matt people can find me on the twitters and on the instas at daniel b mate that's m-a-t-e b for brooklyn although my middle name is actually benjamin um and yeah walkwithdaniel.com for my mental chiropractic service and then danielmate.com for all my musical theaters so you can go find out how i'm trying to keep that art form from sliding into fascism and um mediocrity that's right that's right while and, while, uh, not, while not get, while not getting produced at all hey listen if i had money i would produce your musicals <laughs> and i'm sure Thank that's you. true of literally anyone who's <laughs> friends with you and the family with you. <laughs> we would all do it if we only could you yeah. see this is a daniel have you considered um uh having rich friends well, you know what? I, I went ahead and wrote a best-selling book with a best-selling oh, author na named my dad. And oh, yeah. As as those royalties start to come in, I'm starting to start to think that you might be rich now. Well, I might oh. be not not if not rich, but in a position to fund my art in a in such a way that I don't need to be doing the banging my head against the wall asking when is the world going to discover me? kind of thing yeah. like it's you know what else what else is financial stability for if not uh well helping others but also making your non-lucrative dreams come true so right exactly yes uh, that's that's that is part of the plan so I, I shouldn't be complaining i'm in a very very fortunate place but you know it is the musical theater is very dear to me and i've been writing it for going on 15 years now and uh wow. got a lot of stuff online people can check it out yeah, well, I'm going to post links to all of it in the show notes. Uh, check it all out. And uh, Daniel, once again, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, the door at Bad Hasabara is open to you literally 24-7. I love you, Daniel. I love it. You, you'll be seeing me coming through plenty more times then. Yeah, I love you Hell too. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Hell yeah. One day I'm going to dig a tunnel. It'll go from Brooklyn <laughs> to Los Angeles, and we will meet together in that tunnel and podcast. But, but we're going to get our singles crossed. And so, like, you'll think you're coming to me and I'll think I'm coming to you. And we'll meet right underneath Kansas City. And we'll be like, ha-ha, jokes on both of us. Yeah, I know. Now we have to be in Kansas City. Gross. Actually, Kansas City, Missouri is pretty dope. I like pretty Kansas nice. City. Pretty nice, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Patreon.com slash broadcast. And also, uh, badhasbar at gmail.com for all of your questions, comments, concerns. Please uh, feel free to send me any Hasbara that you have seen that is funny, that is sad, that is interesting, uh, that uh, will inspire a good conversation. Badhasbara at gmail.com. 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, everyone else, thank you so much for listening. And until next time, live long and prosper, because you were doing that. Uh, I still don't have a sign out. From the river to the sea, uh, Tuesday nights, kids eat free. Jumping jacks was us. Krav Maga us. All karate us. Taking Molly us. Michael Jackson us. Yamaha keyboards us. Jar Jar Binks not us. Andor was us. Heath Ledger Joker us. Endless Red Success. Happy Meals was us. McDonald's was us. Shit.